your Locked On The Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Locked on Winnipeg Jets podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. As always, if you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, and the Odyssey app. Doing so does not cost you a single penny and ensures you never miss another episode. Before we kick off tonight's proceedings, I did want to tell you about one of our other great podcasts because you need more hockey news and Locked On NHL is here to fill the gap. It's our daily podcast on everything happening in the NHL. Subscribe and listen each day for a quick look at the biggest stories and game recaps. Follow and subscribe to Locked On NHL today wherever you get your favorite media. On tonight's show, there are a couple of interesting topics that I wanted to focus on. The first is a, a bit of news coming out of the Arizona Coyotes organization. It's not been a great couple of uh, years for the Coyotes when it comes to stuff in the news. You know, the Ottawa Senators ended up getting replaced by Arizona in terms of weekly scandals. So, you know, this one is it's not great news. Um, they're actually going to have to move out of Gila Arena in just a couple of, uh, couple of months. Gila River Arena has been their home for many, many years, but... You know, there has been some disagreement between the Yotes and the city of Glendale, and now it seems like Glendale is basically saying, you know what, your time is up, get out. There have been some disputes over, like, taxes and uh, certainly revenue streams around the team over the past couple of years. I'm not super shocked that the lease has, in fact, been canceled. So the biggest question for Arizona is, after the season is over, where do they go? You know, the Yotes, I think, have been battling a lot of different financial issues. And then you pile that on the forfeited picks for the scouting scandal and then the uh, the drafted prospect who was actually a racist. They ended up having to essentially recant the pick, even though they actually still lost the asset anyways. And then in recent times, we've noticed them taking on a lot of dead salary and doing some weird cap stuff and actually paying very little out of pocket, relatively speaking. Like their NHL roster right now has to be one of the lowest actual dollar teams in the NHL. Arizona over the next couple of years is going to be just a plain bad hockey team. I don't really think that there's much to uh, to really look forward to if you're a Yotes fan. I hate to put it in those terms, but watching what they've done with the roster and a lot of the cost-saving measures, you can't really see many avenues where this team is more than just below average, really. And the longer-term survival of the franchise is certainly an issue. I know that the NHL is probably not keen to move them out of Arizona yet, but, you know, there are plenty of cities out there that are actively applying for expansions. And, of course, the NHL has already awarded a couple of franchises. Could you imagine if Arizona relocated and formed, you know, the basis of a new team somewhere else? It would be kind of strange, but in a team that was already founded from the ashes of the old Winnipeg Jets, it might actually be a fitting coming full circle kind of deal for them to get bought and relocated. Now, I don't know if that's really what the NHL wants, to be honest. I would imagine that they kind of want to keep the team where it is. I think they like having a team in the desert, and certainly it, it's not a situation where they want to have to forcibly move a roster around and, and renegotiate with a new city in a process that would have to be fairly quick and certainly in the near future rather than planning a long-term expansion process. So I feel like this just isn't a great time for Arizona to get the boot, but my guess is... Um, the city of Glendale probably communicated this a long time ago. 
I would imagine Arizona was kind of getting prepped for it. Maybe that's partly why they're taking on so much dead salary rather than trying to pay a lot of real money. Maybe they're looking for ways to save costs in preparation for having to move. Either way, Arizona is kind of up the uh, up the Gila River without much of a paddle, so I, I don't really know what their long-term strategy is. You look at this team over the past several years, um, the general mediocrity, some of the unusual stuff that their former GM, Chaco, was doing, um, you know, the recent scandals that have broken out. I just don't really understand what exactly the Yotes are trying to accomplish, and I think the NHL probably has to ask a lot of really difficult questions, like, you know, how do you plan to pull yourself out of this? If, in fact, this team is not really serious about contending and is only looking to basically get by, then at some point, maybe ownership needs a, a bit of a change in the front office. Maybe somebody else with a lot more investment and ability to make this team sustainable is going to come in and take over the reins. I feel like the NHL can't be thrilled with the fact that, you know, once again, the Arizona Coyotes are now the subject of, frankly, a huge, tremendous disaster, PR-wise, team-wise, and certainly financially speaking. I think this was building for many, many seasons, but it's kind of all exploded now, and it's just... I don't really know what's going to happen. I think the Yotes are in a very difficult spot. I do suspect the NHL will resist any moves for as long as humanly possible, but if they can't find a rink deal inside Arizona, the Yotes are going to have to relocate. They're not going to have much of a choice, and I don't know what cities would even be good options. You know, Houston, of course, is one of those bigger markets that I think a lot of folks have been speculating the NHL one day would like to expand to, but I don't really think that makes sense as a relocation target right now. I mean, you have to actually have a rink and a facility ready to go, and I don't know that there are all that many cities that are going to have that available. So, you know, this is going to be a strange situation. Arizona will probably try to ride this out as much as humanly possible, but, you know, you ask me, I'm looking at this, and I'm, I'm kind of concerned about it long term. I think that there are some serious issues for this team, and certainly you have to, you know, feel a little bit for the fan base. They've been through quite a bit over the past couple of years. They've watched Arizona really struggle to put on a competitive product, and now they're going to lose it. Or at least the experience they're familiar with when it comes to going to Gila River Arena and watching the Yotes every game. So, you know, I, I don't know. This is a messy situation. It makes me think in a lot of ways that when it comes to the Jets, I'm kind of glad that Winnipeg, for all of its financial issues in terms of not really paying a lot of high-end players, well, at least until, until recently, but in the past they were considered a small market team, but, you know, the Jets have sort of avoided a lot of these situations. The ownership group seems to be stable enough not to really worry about this. I mean, of course, they have one of the biggest financial backers in Canada, so it's not like you would expect the Jets to be in any trouble, but watching the old Jets really struggle... It's it's maybe a little bit, uh, you know, bitterly ironic in some ways, whereas the current Winnipeg Jets are likely to soar into the future. Arizona is basically crash landing real hard. We'll continue to monitor the situation and see if anything develops. But for now, I did want to talk about something else that I thought a lot of folks would be interested in. I have a reaction to the NHL 22 trailer and what I suspect is going to be happening with this game. And then closing out tonight, I thought it would be interesting to discuss the new uh, Fanatics deal that has been announced between the MLB and uh, Fanatics, but of course it involves a number of other sports, and what it might mean for some of your future sports memorabilia purchases, including maybe down the road NHL stuff. Before then, though, I wanted to tell you a little bit about why BetOnline.ag should be the only place to do your online betting. In the wild, wild west of online bets, you need to know that there's a safe, reliable name that you can trust every single time. That's why you should look no further than BetOnline. They're the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports action. 
Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including the MLB, NBA, NHL, NFL, UFC, MMA, and every sport in between. No matter what you're into, BetOnline has your back. Before that next pitch or face-off, head on over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up for bonuses, and scout all the contests for your next win. Stop sitting on the sidelines as all of your favorite teams begin their playoff quests for glory. Win as your favorite teams win. To get started, go to betonline.ag and register for a free account, and be sure to use promo code LOCKEDON to receive a matched 50% welcome bonus on your very first deposit. Again, that is promo code LOCKEDON at registration to receive a matched welcome bonus when you make your very first deposit at betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Locked on Winnipeg Jets podcast, or welcome back for those of you just coming back from the brief break. We are now going to react to uh, the NHL 22 trailer today, which I think a lot of you are probably very interested to know if this game is actually going to be new, if it's going to be fun, if it's on a new engine, all of that good stuff. Now, the easiest answer is yes, NHL 22 will be running on Frostbite Engine, but I hesitate to call that really new. It is new for the NHL franchise, but in terms of EA's other games, Frostbite's been around in multiple iterations for like, what, 13 years now? Maybe a little bit less than that? I think it came out in 2009 or 2011, something like that, but it's obviously been around the block. A lot of games use it, and I have plenty of experience with sports games using Frostbite when it comes to, like, FIFA and Madden. As always with the NHL franchise, though, this series tends to be very behind the rest of their their contemporary peers, and it, it's finally time for them to get a fresh coat of paint, but, you know, watching this trailer, I couldn't really help but be underwhelmed. Obviously, this is just like a reveal trailer, and they kind of want to get the marketing hype going, but I don't know. Over the past couple of years, I think the NHL franchise has really stagnated for me. It's just constantly the same game, literally almost the same game, with a couple of minor mechanical tweaks, maybe a, a few little AI changes here and there, and then some roster updates. I know people always say that about EA Sports games in general, but I feel like that's especially true when it comes to NHL. Quite honestly, NHL as a franchise is just a really crappy representation of the sport. You know, it's not really great feeling. You know, the server performance for a lot of folks tends to be very mediocre. The game presentation is very far behind. It just doesn't seem like a next-gen experience, despite being on next-gen consoles. NHL 22 seems like it wants to get that refresh going and, and start to bring back fans who have probably been turned off by the past, like, two to three games. But I think the biggest problem is, when you compare it against other games that EA is putting out, like the current uh, FIFA 22 leaks that we're seeing, and, and certainly my own impressions with the hands-on beta, it's just a, a mile apart from what NHL 22 seems like it wants to do. NHL has always been like three steps behind the rest of their games, and I think if they haven't really improved a lot of the core mechanics, uh, you know, the animations, the shooting, the AI, the in-game physics, I mean, every part of that experience needs to be tweaked, and honestly, I think people are just bored of it. You know, the meta for a lot of folks was just to sort of spam cross-crease passes for one-timers, goalie AI is broken, teammate AI is broken. It's just a, a bit of a mess, and I feel like long-term, NHL has always been put on the back burner, and it continues to be so. You know, the footage that they showed from today's gameplay trailer really wasn't all that impressive looking. In fact, a lot of the animations looked very similar to stuff we've seen in, you know, NHL 21, 20, even 19. I guess the newest thing is that they've added so-called X-Factors and traits, which are, are things that we've actually seen on FIFA for many years now, and certainly we've seen the, the same X-Factor thing with Madden in recent times. And while it is a little bit neat to see players get factors and traits, uh, certainly like we've seen in other sports games, 
I don't know how much it's going to impact the on ice experience. You know, when you have like something, say, finesse shot in FIFA, right? It drastically alters the way that a, a shooter is going to curl uh, into the top corner. From the ones that I saw, I think one of the biggest X factors is the goaltending one. There was like, I forget what it was called. It was like some sort of contortionist thing or something. Basically a really acrobatic move where the goalie can pull off these crazy reflexive saves and roll around in the crease like he's, you know, one of those alligators in a death spiral. But that was about the extent of what we saw in terms of mechanical changes. The rest of the game just looks really similar. It reminds me a lot of NHL 15 when they first revealed it for... At the time, it was Xbox One and PS4. I feel like this iteration, you know, it reminds me a lot of the same thing. The coloration of the trailer is very similar. The uh, the mood and tempo of the gameplay seems to be similar. I have to say I'm not really that impressed. Until NHL 22 gives us, like, a really deep dive into, like, core career changes, maybe uh, updates to the online competitive atmosphere, and certainly their their competitive structure in Hockey Ultimate Team, I'm just not seeing a product that really gets people going. And I feel like NHL's continued absence on PC is also a big sticking point. This franchise really should have moved to PC many years ago. It's not like it'd be that hard for them to port it. So, if they don't port this one to PC sooner rather than later, I just feel like this franchise is really missing out on a big player base, and once again, NHL is just two steps behind everyone else. While the graphics did get, you know, a lot snazzier and the player models look decent, I mean, I think a lot of folks are kind of laughing that once again, Austin Matthews for the second straight year is the cover star athlete, and it's like, is this game really just going to be copy-paste underneath the, the surface? Are the graphics indicative of an overall overhaul of the game? My impression is probably not. You know, I, I know that we haven't seen much in terms of actual content and certainly some of the real gameplay, but... You know, when it comes to the NHL franchise, they just really haven't given us much to be optimistic about. So at this point, I'm not expecting much. I'd love to be proven wrong. I think this franchise really hasn't sucked me in lately. So quite honestly, I haven't bought NHL since 20. You know, I skipped it this year. I really wasn't that impressed with it. You know, obviously, maybe they made some important changes to goaltending or something. Maybe there were some moments where, you know, you'd say, oh, this is actually better than NHL 20. But for the most part, I feel like everyone had the same reaction. NHL 21 was just reskinned NHL 20, and it's been that way for a couple of years now. So here's hoping NHL 22 kind of shuts us all up. Maybe EA has finally given the studio a little bit more resources to work with on this game, but, you know, I'm not really feeling hopeful. I want them to prove me wrong, but I think we all know how this story goes. I'd love to hear your thoughts on the NHL 22 reveal, and if you're excited about the game, or if you're not really interested at all, be sure to let me know at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets on Twitter. Maybe I'll talk about your feedback on our next podcast. Before we close it tonight, though, I did want to talk about one other big topic that may or may not involve the NHL down the road. We are seeing a major move by Fanatics to acquire multiple sports licenses, and this could really impact a lot of these sports collectibles and memorabilia that some of you are likely invested in down the road and in the near future. So stay tuned to hear about some of my thoughts on that in just a moment. Before then, though, I wanted to tell you a little bit about why Built Bar should be your protein bar of choice. Are you someone who loves protein bars? Are you tired of all of your favorite protein bars tasting like ash and dirt? Maybe you're ready for a change. And as a fellow protein bar appreciator, I can tell you that Built Bar is your best alternative. It's the only protein bar that tastes more like a candy bar, with a 100% chocolate exterior and a soft, chewy interior. It comes in several delicious flavors like salted caramel, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate, and so many other great flavors. 
Dope Art often releases very special, limited edition, limited quantity flavors that once they're gone, they're gone for good. So stay tuned to their social media platforms and their website to make sure you never miss another flavor. As delicious as Built Bars are, they're even better for you, with most bars clocking in at around 130 to 180 calories, 4 to 5 grams of net carbs, and 17 to 18 grams of protein. Built Bars are perfect for every lifestyle, whether you're looking to maintain or lose weight. Placing your order couldn't be easier. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, that is promo code LOCKED15 at checkout for 15% off at Built.com. Place your order today for the best tasting protein bar on the market. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of the Locked on Winnipeg Jets podcast. I wanted to take a little bit of time to discuss a very large like, sports merchandising announcement that I think might actually impact NHL stuff down the road if, in fact, a deal does kind of get reached and maybe this organization changes how they work with the NHL. By now, all of you are familiar with uh, Fanatics. I mean, we've got their breakaway jerseys. They sell most of the NHL's merchandise. Most teams now route through them rather than having their own separate stores. You know, personally, I'm not really big on their merchandise. I think a lot of it is very similar to what NHL.com used to offer. It's just now under their brand. But Fanatics has made it very clear that they kind of want to monopolize North American sports merchandising. And they made a huge step towards that by announcing that a couple years down the road, around 2026, MLB stuff will now be routing through their services. Of particular note was that they are actually buying the uh, the rights for trading cards, specifically the rights that have traditionally been held by Tops. Now, this for me is very interesting because... You know, Topps has always been a steadfast holder of all of the MLB trading cards for like, what, 70 years now? And from the leak earlier, it does sound like the NBA and NFL will be following suit, which means um, card manufacturer Panini is also losing its own licenses, which kind of leaves the NHL in a very interesting spot because they're one of the other few options where I think Upper Deck currently holds their rights. And Fanatics is, of course, a major, massive sports enterprise at this point. And I kind of wonder if they're going to make a play to take over the NHL's, uh, you know, merchandising and, and trading card stuff, especially in the near future. They can outbid most of their competitors in a lot of different areas. They may not try to go against Upper Deck right now, but it is interesting to see them take on the NFL, MLB, and NBA all at the same time. This is like a massive, massive money contract, a huge, huge market-altering move, and certainly it, it puts Panini and Tops in very difficult positions. I do also wonder if it's going to have an impact on the NFT market. You know, NFTs are, are certainly all the rage right now. I'm personally not like a huge fan of them. I have a few NFTs myself, but in terms of whether I think they're really long-term viable, it depends on how they're being used and applied. I think that's the biggest thing. And if Fanatics is trying to get into this market and also take advantage of some of the trading card and sports player rights, this could signal a very big shift in the sports merchandise market that might affect how the NHL also sells its stuff. And maybe when the NHL moves into like the modern century and starts releasing more digital content, this might also be a thing that Fanatics tries to push. Now, I'm not a big fan of Fanatics in general. I feel like... When it comes to their products and services, it's it's a very mixed bag for me. I've had a couple of decent experiences and some not-so-great ones, especially when they're first entering a new market. So I, I have a lot of mixed feelings about this. I, I personally am disappointed to see Tops and Panini both kind of have the rug pulled out from underneath them a bit. And as customers, it just sucks to see yet another really large company essentially monopolizing all of these different sports, especially when they already have a lot of licenses. They've got NHL stuff, they're adding some really massive North American sports now, and they basically will control most of the, the sports in this region, especially when it comes to all of this merchandising that we have to kind of pick up because there aren't many other alternatives. So, 
yeah, I'm not a big fan. I, I kind of worry that this kind of stuff will bleed over into the NHL's merchandise. If Fanatics ends up buying the trading card rights for the NHL from Upper Deck, that would also be super disappointing. I, I know that they're going to do a good job, most likely, with their prints and stuff, but I feel like the traditional Upper Deck market and certainly some of the other trading card lines that we've seen, it would be very disappointing to see that all move under one umbrella and one that may not understand the sport and the, uh, the fun of collecting all that well. Fanatics is also just overcharged for a lot of their stuff, so yeah, not really feeling it. I'm a little bit concerned long-term for the health of the hobby and the industry. We'll see how Topps and Panini respond and certainly keep track of whether or not the NHL sort of follows suit with the rest of the major leagues, but for now, let's just hope that they just keep selling the stuff that they've already sold for the NHL and don't really come for some of our other fun hobby materials. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this merger, so be sure to let me know at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets on Twitter. For tonight's episode, though, that will do it. Before you log off, don't forget to check out one of our other great podcasts, Locked on Bets. Betting on the NHL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your favorite media. And as always, thanks for listening, have a great night, and go Jets go!